Welcome to the Newsmakers Podcast. I'm Billy Hollowell, and this is a show where we go behind the headlines every day to bring you an interview with a pastor, entertainer, politician, or other notable news figure. And this is a show, again, it's daily, but it's based on our weekly TV show, which is also called Newsmakers. You can watch it on the CBN News Channel and also on our YouTube page. And on this show, every day, we dive deep. It's a little more longer form with one of the people who you will often see on our Newsmakers show or across the CBN News platforms. On today's show, we have legendary football coach Tony Dungy joining us to talk all about football, the Super Bowl, the gospel, and so much more. In particular, we're going to be talking about a very special award, the Bart Starr Award, that he will be giving out to a football player who exemplifies outstanding character and leadership. We'll get into all that and plenty more in just a moment. Let's welcome here to the show, Tony Dungy. Tony, I appreciate you joining me today. I want to dive right into the Bart Star Award because there are a lot of awards that are given out in life, but this is a really unique one. Can you tell us a little bit about why it's so significant? Well, uh, it's an award given to a National Football League player, and I can tell you it is very, very meaningful. Obviously, the Most Valuable Player Award is, is given out. Uh, There's another one called the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, but I would say right up there with those two is the Bart Starr Award. It is given to, it's first of all, it's voted on by the players, which is very meaningful to them. It's given to the person who shows extreme leadership and community service, and uh, that is what makes it special. Uh, I've been very, very blessed over my lifetime to have coached five of the recipients, Uh, And I've also been blessed for the last 10 or 12 years to be part of the group that uh, uh, actually presents the award. And when Bart Starr um, got to the point where health-wise it was tough for him, uh, that's when they asked me to fill in and and go with his son, Bart Jr., and present the award to the winner. And it's been one of the most meaningful moments of the year for me every year. Um, This year will be in Las Vegas Saturday morning. The breakfast itself is a gospel outreach. Um, You take this football world that's all centered in the Super Bowl city, and everybody's excited about the game and what it means. And just for about three hours the morning before, uh, all of these NFL players and staff people are there, and they're pointing out that, yes, the Super Bowl is great. Yes, it's our goal to get there, but it's not the most important thing in life. Let us tell you what our most important thing is. And it's a great gospel presentation. Yeah, you know, it's it's powerful. And I want to get back in a minute here to this year's winner, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of that. But why do you think, it, it feels like the last few years, and obviously you've been in this a lot longer, and I know faith has been a part of so many players and coaches' lives for a long time, but it feels like we're really seeing more people outspoken about their Christian faith in the NFL, talking about it. We're seeing it when DeMar Hamlin collapsed, the outpouring that came from that. What do you think is driving some of that? Why why football? Why is this sort of an area where so much faith is present? I, I think football has become the number one sport in our society today. Uh, there is so much emphasis on it. But the other side of the coin is our, our world. Is People are up in, in the air. They don't know what's going on. They have questions, uh, but they come to football for that kind of sanctuary. And 
I think uh, these young players have said, you know, I can use this platform and I can let people know what's important to me and I can let people know about my faith in Jesus Christ. And it's something that for a long time, we, we kind of tried to keep under the radar, but we've had some very outspoken people like Reggie White. Uh, and now I'm CJ Stroud this year, who's probably going to be the NFL rookie of the year. And he starts every conversation uh, with uh, reporters about, well, I'm, I'm thankful to be here. This is a platform for me. Yes, the, it's it's not a job per se. It's my chance to show people what I'm all about. Brock Purdy, uh, the quarterback of the, the 49ers, same way. And these young guys are coming in and they're, they're not ashamed of the gospel. Yeah, no, it's powerful to see. And when I look at your career and all that you've done, you know, you mentioned that you had coached, you know, five of the people who received the Bart Star Award, and that's pretty impressive. I think it says a lot also about you and the other leaders around those players. Um, but but what has it been like for you to be so open? And I mean, everybody knows you as such a kind, compassionate guy, but also somebody who's very open about your faith. Was that a tough decision? Um, an enriching decision. What has that been like in the position you have? Uh, it really wasn't tough at all, Billy. Um, I was very fortunate to kind of grow up in that type of environment. My mother was a uh, high school teacher, but she and my dad always talked about why you were doing things and not what you did or who you were, but why you did things. And that was kind of the way I grew up. Well, then I, I got to the Pittsburgh Steelers as a young 21-year-old rookie. And the very first meeting I was in, uh, Coach Noel, our Hall of Fame coach, started the meeting by saying, you know, welcome to the National Football League. You're going to get paid to play football now, but don't make football your whole life. If you make football your whole life, I promise you, you're going to be disappointed. And I was kind of in shock because I expected him to say, hey, you might have worked hard in high school, you might have worked hard in college, but you're going to have to work five times as hard and you're going to have to put more into it. And he just said, no, this is a part of your life. But as an adult now, what's going to give you satisfaction? And it's not going to be just solely on the football field. Our owner, Art Rooney Sr., talked about being part of the community and giving back. And we had community service days and things like that. So here's the two men who were leading this franchise that had already won two Super Bowls when I got there, but they were saying winning is not the most important thing for us. And that opened my eyes. So now when I got to the chance to lead a franchise, when I was named head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it was easy. I just took that same background. Yes, we want to win but that's not the most important thing in our lives. Yeah, I mean, that obviously is a major lesson that you've learned as a player and then as a coach. What would you say is sort of another big, maybe the biggest lesson that God has taught you throughout these many years in the NFL? My mother's favorite verse in the Bible that she passed on to us was Matthew 16, 26. What would it profit a man if you gain the whole world but forfeit your soul? And unfortunately, I saw a lot of that in 30 years in the National Football League. I saw young men climb the ladder as high as you could climb, get everything that you could imagine from a, a, an earthly standpoint, acclaim, fame, money, uh, notoriety, and look at them on the inside and say, boy, there's something missing and th this is not good. And you see people come down off of that high mountain and I didn't want that to happen to myself. I didn't want it to happen to any of the players that I coached. So 
Uh, for me, when I, I got our rookie class coming in every year, I would say the same thing. Hey, enjoy the spoils of the National Football League. It's great. Yes, you can provide for your families, your parents. You can do a lot of things. But if that's all you're in it for, you're going to be in, in shock at the end of the day. So you better make sure that you have a direction in life and where you're going to get your real satisfaction from. And it's got to be spiritual. So uh, just to be able to pass that on. And, and now to get letters from my former players uh, that, that sometimes they say, coach, I didn't understand everything you were saying back then, but I appreciate it more now. Or one thing that you said kind of turned me uh, towards the Lord or turned me away from some things I was doing. And I, I appreciate you now 20 years later, more than you'll ever know. Those are the letters that really, really gratify. Yeah, well, and I think of morals and values and ethics, and it kind of brings me back to the Bart Starr Award. And so I want to transition back to that here briefly to talk about yes. this year's winner. Tell us a little bit about Minka Fitzpatrick Jr. and why he is this year's Bart Starr Award recipient. Well, Minka is a safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he came there. Uh, he was traded from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, number one draft choice, played at University of Alabama, won a national championship. So had all these accolades, but uh, just the heart of a servant. And then to come into that Pittsburgh organization where that's kind of the focal point anyway, is how are you going to assimilate into the community of Pittsburgh? How are you going to make a difference? And he he took that on and he's done that. And his, his peers have recognized that and uh, they voted him as this year's winner. And it's well-deserved. Yeah, no, it sounds like it absolutely is. And you mentioned, we talked a little bit about the Super Bowl breakfast, which again is February 10th, the day before the Super Bowl. Um, people might not be familiar with what goes on during the breakfast, obviously the award being given out. Ta talk us through a little bit about yeah. that day, because I think people would like to hear what goes on there. It is at the in the Super Bowl city. It's at a big venue. It's going to be at Caesars Palace this year. Uh, and you'll have 2,500 to sometimes five or 6,000 people there. And everybody, it's the football world has, has come in and they're captivated by this game and all the excitement of the Super Bowl. But the day before, it's, hey, come in and hear from some of your favorite players. Well, a lot of people come in and they, they want the football stories and who's going to win the game. And that's part of it. That will be discussed. But more uh, the, the, the bigger picture is, gosh, guys, tell us what is really important in your life. And player after player will talk about their relationship with the Lord, maybe how it started. Uh, there's just been some unbelievable stories that have come through this. And um, it, it's, it's a gospel outreach. It's letting people know that Christ is the answer to a lot of our problems. And there's always a gospel invitation at the end. And it, it's just an amazing morning. Final question for you. Obviously, you have been very bold speaking out about your faith. Again, kindness, compassion, all the things you've done throughout your life and career. Last year, you were at the March for Life. You know, you've taken these bold stances. I think a lot of people right now, um, even in, in the church, they're a little afraid. They're kind of watching culture, and they're trying to find the right balance. What would be your word of advice, whether it's a football player or just a regular person out there, for how to stand up and find that balance of truth and love? And and that's that's the key. It's a balance. Uh, we have to love people, but you cannot love people and hold back the truth. Um, I, I always kind of related to our, our COVID-19 situation in the pandemic. 
if I had the cure to COVID to then say, well, people might not want to hear about it. So I don't think I'll say anything <laughs> that wouldn't be the right thing to do. No, if I've got the cure, I need to tell people and tell them in a, in a way that they can receive it. But uh, we've been so blessed uh, as football players to have that platform. And I go on TV now at NBC and we have 30 or 40 million people that will watch us on a Sunday night. And so I've got to find the right way to get that message out and not just say it, but live it and, and, but not just live it, but say it, find that balance to let people know that, boy, this is important. And uh, we're on a, a collision course for death if we don't accept Christ. And how can I get people to really understand that and let them know that this could be the best decision in, in their life? That's, that's what we have to try to do. Well, I so appreciate you taking the time today, Tony. It was great to speak with you as always. Oh, thank you, Billy. And uh, look forward to the game and the breakfast and uh, just uh, having a great weekend in Las Vegas. That's all for today's Newsmakers podcast. Be sure to tune in for the next episode of the show and also head over to the CBN News YouTube channel and the CBN News channel to watch Newsmakers every week. We'll see you soon.